Hi, I'm Ruby. And I'm Rachel. And this is our podcast, Quarter Life Crisis. This week, we're talking about how to maintain a good work-life balance. We share our best tips and tricks for getting the best out of your work life and your personal life. Let's get into it. All right, so as usual, start the episode off with our crisis and our win of the week. What do you got for me, Rach? Uh, do we normally start off with crisis or win? I've heard a complete blank. I don't, I don't know if we have an order. I think we just ran, do it randomly every time. I feel like crisis and then go and win. Yeah, like end on a high? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Okay, my crisis is, I don't know, we only recorded like a week ago, so I don't really have a lot to share. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, Tom's like sick at the moment, so I think I've got something. Like my throat's been a bit sore, so I guess that's my crisis, just like feeling a bit sick. But I'm like not so sick that I'm bedridden, like flu, COVID, where it's very clear you just need to like be in bed all day because that's you kind of know what to do. But I'm not like healthy. So I'm like, do I live not my normal routine? I don't know. Fuck, this is boring. <laughs> just listening to myself speak. But um, I suppose, yeah, no news is good news in the crisis front. But um, yeah, just a bit of a sore throat. So I'll keep you updated if I die. <laughs> Um, Thanks. You're welcome. My win, I want to have a couple I thought about sharing. And, um, Yay, we love multiple wins. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good to try and yeah focus on the little positive things that you, the little positive thoughts that Definitely. you have. They just kind of pop up and you're like, oh, that's a good thought I've had about myself in my life. Especially um, based on our last episode about being in a slum. <laughs> I think like reflecting on your wins is a good thing to help you get out of it. <laughs> yeah, a week ago we were like, life sucks. <laughs> 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 um, I, yeah, I mean, last week we sort of talked about like saying yes to things and maybe like shaking up the routine if you're feeling a bit even a slump. Um, so I've been working on a couple of freelance projects, which has been cool. Um, one of them I do want to shout out is uh, Mavens, which is a like online magazine started by uh, someone I know, Leah. Um, it's about sort of championing gender equality in advertising and marketing and media and those industries. Um, it's just like really awesome publication. It's just something Leah does in her spare time. And yeah, if you kind of like in her spare time. So she also has a full-time job. Yeah, and yeah. runs a magazine. Yeah. Is she Superwoman? <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Um, yeah, so, yeah, look up Mavens. They've got, like, really cool articles and initiatives for, like, gender equality. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of helping Leah out with some proofreading for the magazine and doing some, like, just kind of copywriting here and there. Um, but, yeah, I think it's something I might, like, see if I can get more involved. I've written an article for them before, Um yeah, I wrote an article a couple of years ago about, like, dealing with, like, mental health and, like, pressure in the workplace kind of when I was in, like, the throes of my advertising days. Um, I feel like I remember that article. Yeah, yes, that was in Mavens. But, um, yeah, it's just, like... Just doing a live Google right now. It looks very cool. I'm definitely going to check this out more later. Yeah, yeah, it's super dope. So, like, working with them is just, like, really fulfilling. Um, very cool. Yeah, you know. No, that- it's so good you're doing, like, all this freelancing stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it it has been a bit challenging trying to, like, balance my time. Um, I mean, my (laughs) full-time job is not really full-time, but, yeah, sort of being like, okay, I might have to, like, do some work on the weekend or sort of balance my days has been a bit of a challenge. But it's good. It's, like, a challenge I'm enjoying. Um, 
Something else I thought I've had this week is that, like, I've talked about as well on the podcast, like, really struggling with, like, body image and stuff. Um, Definitely something in the past couple of years I've been, like, really dealing with. But I'm sort of now at a point where I'm, like, really good with it. I'm like, oh, I'm actually, like, liking my body and looking in the mirror and I'm kind of like, hey, that's cool. So I'm, like, wearing, like, a tight top at the moment. <laughs> um, anyone who sort of, like, is a bit curvier would know, like, you can, you can feel quite insecure that people might stare at you. But, yeah, I've just realised that, like, it's, like, this sort of arbitrary rule, quote, unquote, that you can't, you know, curvy people can't wear certain things, skinny people can't wear certain things. Like, it's just fake. It's not a real rule. Mm. Um, yeah, so I kind of felt good about that in sort of my mindset changing yeah, I love um, that. And the top looks great. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. On this audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I don't know, it's something, yeah, I think that's sort of like a nice win for myself as sort of having a thought of, hey, I look good, when most of my thoughts have been, I look bad. So, yeah, yeah I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah. All right. I've spoken enough. <laughs> Ruby? Um, My, wait, oh, we're doing crisis first, aren't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, my crisis is a bit grim. You know how we were saying, like, oh, yeah, last week we were all doom and gloom. Yeah, I'm still a bit doom and gloom, to be honest. Um, <laughs> my, yeah, I just, like, yeah, full transparency. I, I think my mental health isn't super great right now. Um, and I've just feeling been feeling quite isolated in terms of my job, spending, like, a lot of time by myself. Um, and it's really getting to me at the moment. So I'm just working to do stuff to work through that um and then yeah also I've just been like really kind of questioning what I want to do career-wise um considering maybe like getting a part-time job to like be like less lonely and spend less time by myself um but also just you know like yeah have some work buddies and have an office job I can commute to and stuff like that maybe anyway sorry that was like a bit rambly but um, I mean, win of the week is I am just loving the World Cup right now. Um, the Matildas won against Canada. I've never really been into soccer before, but, oh, my God, I'm obsessed. And then because I also play futsal twice a week, I was like, I feel like because I've been watching so much soccer, I've been like, so keen to like kick a ball and I haven't played football <laughs> for a couple of weeks now and I played last night for the first time I think since the World Cup started and oh my god I was on fire I scored four goals Ooh. it's the most goals I've ever scored in a game that's so good you were like I am Sam Kerr literally I was like um can I audition for the Matildas the theatre kid in me be like I can audition, audition. is there a dress rehearsal <laughs> can I audition for sports ball <laughs> yeah literally I was like um I think I need to join the Matildas anyway so I was like really like feeling it. I feel like when you like watch people it, I think it's actually a thing like watching women just absolutely crush it. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I can crush it too. Um, and well, men have had this their whole lives watching exactly. sports and playing sports. Well, so. our team last night for futsal was like mostly women and then the other team only had one woman on and the rest were like big burly men and they were like, I think they thought they were all big dogs and then we crushed them and I guess that felt really good and I scored four goals. So I didn't really like want to play futsal last night. I was like, oh, it's cold and it's late. And I played and I was like, fuck yeah, this is the best thing ever. So that's my win of the week. I was just like channeling my inner Sam Kerr and <laughs> just feeling like a boss bitch because <laughs> I've never been like a very sporty person. So like I feel like I'm getting better at futsal because we've been playing a lot. And then, yeah, last night just something something within me just came out in that field. <laughs> nice. It is so satisfying to like improve at the skill. Yeah. Yeah, like you have to stick. It's so hard at the beginning, but you stick to it and yeah, it goes off. Exactly. So yeah, that's my win of the week. Um. Cool. Cool. So jumping into our topic, um, as we've mentioned, we're going to talk about 
work-life balance and sort of setting up good habits and, yeah, setting yourself up to have a good work-life balance in your 20s. Ruby, do you want to kick us off with some research you've done into this topic? <laughs> yes, I have one stat for you. Um, <laughs> my extensive research I did. Um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, like this topic, work-life balance, I feel like is very relevant because obviously in your mid-20s you're like starting out in your career and stuff and like figuring all that out. But my fun stat is that was like not a good segue. That was like so not related. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Um, apparently, so 13% of people, which is more than one in 10, work more than 50 hours per week in Australia. So clearly we have a bad work-life balance here in Australia because that's a lot of people that are working way too many hours. (laughs) And I am a big advocate for having a good work-life balance. And I feel like, yeah, setting habits from like the start of your career is a very healthy way to go about it. Yeah. So what do you reckon work-life balance means to you? Like, how? what does that look like? Well, I guess it's like, well, like the stats are like around one in 10 people are working 50 hours a week. Like average, what, it's supposed to be like 36 to 42 hours a week is like a full-time job. Yeah. And so like that's like that's eight hours more. Like if you're working 42 hours a week and then that's another eight hours on top of that. I'm like, when are you... What are you resting? <laughs> I just think it's really important for like your mental health, your physical health, for like your social life to have a good work-life balance. And I feel like I have felt like this ever since my first full-time job. And by first full-time job, I mean I've had one full-time job <laughs> since uni. Uni. I don't know if you count freelancing. Um, I probably wouldn't because it's very chill. Well, not chill, but like in terms of the hours are very flexible. But yeah, when I had my first nine-to-five job, I was quite strict on that. I was like, unless I had to stay like late occasionally which did happen and that's fine I was quite strict of like I am leaving at five o'clock because this is when I get paid until and then I'm gonna go home and I'm going to either have a chill night or I'm gonna go out with my friends or I'm gonna go do something and yeah I just was like quite strict on that whereas I feel like there's some people where they're like I don't really have anything on tonight just like stay at work later I'm like no who does that oh people that's sad (laughs) yeah that's use no offense (laughs) But I just feel like it's really important for work not to be the only thing going on in your life. Like, I think it's, like, for your health, it is important to, yeah, go out and socialise with friends and go, like, do activities and or even just sit on your couch and watch a movie without thinking about or doing work, you know? Like, those things are just important. Like, you shouldn't be working your whole life. So I feel like it's really good to establish boundaries early on um and then like that sets habits for like life um so yeah I don't know what's your experience been with work-life balance Rach because you've like worked full-time jobs for like a couple years now yeah four years is that right I've had four jobs maybe three years since 2020 yeah no that's three years yeah <laughs> we are creative people, not maths people. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so I feel like work-life balance is something that I have learnt from experience, and so I don't really know how one would achieve a good work-life balance without having gone through the ringer. <laughs> and I say that because my first job I worked was, I hope in my career, the most stressful job I will ever have. (laughs) So this was when I was working at an agency doing the 
COVID messaging for the Victorian government. So that was – there was a meeting every single day at 8.45. Um, Before the press conference. <laughs> God, what was the – no, they weren't to do with the press conference. There was, two, there was two daily meetings with the client, but I wasn't really involved with the client because I was just like a shit kicker. Um, but basically my job was kind of sending out files, organising files to be made. As in, like, the, it might be, like, a JPEG of an image that's going to become a billboard. Yeah. That type of thing. An MP3 file that's going to become a radio ad. Yeah. Um, and it was so chaotic <laughs> because there was so many deadlines. Like, I would have, like, multiple deadlines a day. Um, and it was kind of the type of work it was was that everything was put on hold for the government because it was the government, it was COVID, it was the Victorian government. Um, and that was, I would regularly work until like 10 PM. Um, I would often just be sitting at my desk with like my heart racing, <laughs> um, and just so stressed, like doing work in tears because of how stressed I was of the amount of work and there's like impossibility of it, of like all these government approvals versus these deadlines that were like instant. Mm. And this was every single day. Yeah. I would go to sleep thinking about work. I would wake up thinking about work. Um, like I would be out to dinner and I would have to be available on my phone. Not a vibe. Yeah, yeah. And I was getting paid $50,000. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect you to be on your phone at dinner. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like that was – I mean, the, the expectation wasn't necessarily like a manager being like, you know, on my ass. It was just the presence of the client, the government, that sort of thing. That is not enough money to basically be working like constantly. Yeah, yeah. So I was, like, not eating, just so stressed, like, couldn't maintain. Like, I really struggled doing, like, friendship stuff, like, Mm. catching up with friends. It was during COVID, so it was, like, online. But I was too tired to even join Zoom calls. Yeah. And this is your first full-time job, too. Yeah, yeah. I had, like, six months beforehand doing... Um, a different client, oh, yeah. which was a lot more. Che- I mean, that that was that had stress because like advertising has deadlines. That is the nature of it. Um, but yeah, I guess I want to say from doing that experience, I've learned that that is not good for me. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I would have known unless I did that. So, yeah, with the whole work life balancing, it almost seems to be a bit of trial and error of like. Yes, but especially when you're so, like, starting out early in your career, you don't know that, like, that type of situation is fucked up. Yeah. But you kind of have to go through it to be, like, that is fucked up. And then, like, I've seen other people do that type of thing, like, people a couple of years younger than me. And I can be, like, don't do this. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. They don't listen to me. Well, no, but at least I said it. It's like that thing where you're, like, yeah, you won't, like, listen, but then, like, once you've gone through it and experienced yourself, you're, like, oh, God, I have to tell it, like, the other people coming after me, and then they won't listen to you either. Like, it's just you got to learn from experience. Yeah, yeah. Like, I did have, like, support people in this, like, time, but it was just crazy. And, yeah, I mean, my, my job after that was with Coles, which was also really crazy. Um, Sorry, wait, can I just go back to the COVID job? Did you feel like you got burnt out from it? Yeah, yeah, I had to. T- I took like a lee, a week of like stress leave. It was like oh, my huck. first job. That's cooked. Yeah, like that shouldn't happen no. to someone my age on my pay. Not at all. Um, someone like I'm, I'm smart. Like I'm pretty smart, and I was not using my brain. I was yeah. just being this like, I don't know, person to send files. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
yeah, that is not like a work-life balance, I think. But yeah, from doing that, I've learned that I don't enjoy sort of really high pressure stuff. Maybe I do. I don't know. Cause sometimes I miss it, but it's almost like a toxic relationship of like, you miss the chaos of it. Mm. Cause my new job now is quite in finance, corporate. It's very slow. It's very boring at times. So I'm like, where's the pace? Where's the like <sighs> the 8am urgent work? Like you check your email and you're expecting some shit to have gone down overnight. Mm. I kind of miss that, but that's not a work-life balance. Like sometimes but oh that, Rachel, that's like your toxic ex, and you're like, I really miss how they used to like gaslight me and then like love bomb me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they say in relationships is like people go into calm relationships and they get bored. Yeah, I think I have that's a bit of that. That's literally what this sounds like with the job yeah. related. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know how common this. Experience. I think this experience is common of like these sort of like companies hiring young people to do these shitty jobs because you've got no skills. You've got, like, you don't have boundaries. You don't yeah, know how to stand no up boundaries. for yourself. But then almost the sick beauty of it is that you get to see and you're like, I'm never fucking doing that again. Yeah. And now, like, I'm pretty clear at being like, no, I'm going to have my lunch break yeah. because I haven't had lunch and I know how awful it's made me feel. Um, yeah. But then on that, so I'm kind of rambling here, but I guess that sort of made me realise that some industries just don't have that kind of ideal work-life balance and I mean ideal in the sense of what I think is ideal mm. like I like working from nine to five it actually works quite well for my brain I don't want to work earlier than that I don't want to work later than mm. that some jobs just have that that is the reality yeah like the medical field um as well as like yeah really intense finance what else would be I don't know any sort of shift work any sort of like job would have that and that like I don't think we can be so naive to think you can have changed that. True. Yeah, true. We are speaking from like a nine to five perspective slash like a freelance perspective, but you are right. Like shift workers and like people in the medical field and stuff. But I guess when they work overtime, they get paid for it. Yes. But like, I don't want to, I don't know if that's true for everyone. So don't, don't take my word for that. <laughs> yes. I've never been paid overtime. Um, and I worked, yeah, as I said, like, 8 to 10. But, like, that's the thing. I'm like, people should be paid overtime if they're, like, staying after 5. Like, I think that's the thing. Like, most contracts, right, they come with, like, a, you know, like, in the thing it's, like, 9 to 5 and, like, reasonable overtime. But reasonable, like, what does that mean? Like, that's such a, like, unidentifiable quantity. Um, I think we spoke about this when I was in my full-time job and we were renegotiating our EBA. We were, like, reasonable overtime. Like, what the heck does that mean? Um, and, like, because obviously like, every manager was different to be like, oh, you know, like, if you work, like, a couple of hours overtime a week, then you can, like, come in late a few days or whatever. But then other managers would just be like, oh, yeah, it's, like, expected. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that whole thing of that whole, like, clause is, like, pretty normalised where it's like, oh, you know, you are expected to work overtime. But it's like – but. No, like, you said it's nine to five. Like, I think that's just, like, how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. One of the ways that I've sort of had a better work-life balance is having a job that is skill a skill. Mm. So now I'm a copywriter. I have They're hiring me for a skill that I have. And I am just treated a million. I don't agree that this is – I hate that this is the way it is. But in my experience, it has been. I am treated so much better compared to, like, when they worked retail and they worked at Coles. Like, that was a really stressful job mm. at times when there was, like, understaffed, heaps of customers in the line. Yeah. Like, you just get treated like shit. People don't respect you. 
when I was like an account manager doing that stuff about setting the files, I was treated like shit. People mm. were straight up rude to me, um, like literally just mean and rude. But then now I have this skill. I People respect me. I kind of call the shots with people who might like maybe don't have a skill. I mean, they have a, a skill, but it's like a soft mm. skill. Yeah. So I hate that this is the way the world is and I don't think it should be. I don't know how to change it apart from my own way of like, I, I always try to be really nice at work. Um, but yeah, there's also like, I think those jobs give you more freedom of having like a skill that people value. You can kind of be like, no, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like a surgeon or something who's like, takes on whatever surgeries they want. And yeah, I don't know what my point is there. It's just something I wanted to share of like this change I'd noticed that I am so right. much more respected. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Maybe that's just advertising and marketing. but yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like for me, my boundaries kind of like, I feel like I got my boundaries from my experience at uni rather than a job because my first job I feel like I was quite like good at work-life balance but because of my experience at uni so uni I was doing full-time uni plus two days probably it was more of volunteering and I was just so busy all of the time hardly at any time to myself like I was like known in the friendship in the friendship group to just like always be ridiculously busy and I was and then um when 2020 hit I couldn't be that busy person anymore. Like it physically like wasn't possible. And then I really like slowed right down and realized that I had burnt myself out like during uni because I'd been so, so busy and like had no boundaries in place, like never had any time for myself or whatever. And then 2020, I had so much time to myself. And then I feel like once COVID ended, I, like, well, I started my full-time job in 2021. So like COVID was still going, but I feel like because I'd had so much time to myself and I'd come out and been like ridiculously busy and I was like, oh, my God, I can't – that's, like, not feasible to maintain that forever. And then I really uh, – like, spending so much time by myself in 2020 that I then valued that time. So in 2021, when I started working, I was like, yes, I really like this job. And um, I, like, enjoy doing it from 9 to 5, but, like, I don't want to have to work overtime if I don't have to, which, like, most of the time, like, if there's an urgent thing, then sure. But, like, nothing really in my job was going to be, like – make or break if I didn't get it done that day, you know, just push it to the next day. It's fine. Um, so I feel like I really like figured out that balance from like that juxtaposition of in 2019 being like the busiest year of my life and then 2020 being like the slowest year of my life. So that's like obviously like a weird way to figure it out. But I wonder if I would have had the same boundaries if I hadn't have had 2020. Like I wonder if I just would have like kept going like full steam ahead. Mm. But anyway, I feel like I was really good. And like obviously now I work myself. So um, I think I'm – it's much easier. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, a lot of people that work for themselves, they do just work 24-7 because they're like, they're their own boss and they're like, I'm just going to keep working because I can. But for me, I'm quite strict. I'm like, I start work at like sometime between eight and nine most days and I'll work until about five. But like sometimes I'll work a little bit later, but often I'll like take like a bit of a break during the middle of the day or whatever, like mid-afternoon when I get my afternoon slump and stuff. So I feel like it's that thing, like, yeah, freelancing, I think, is a whole different scenario. But in my nine-to-five, I feel like I was really good at setting those boundaries. But it's not always easy. So maybe we should talk about some tips for people. If you're struggling with work-life balance or if you want to get better at your work-life balance, let's talk about it. All right, Rach, do you have do you have some recs for the people about what they can do to maintain a better work-life balance? Um, yeah. I mean, the nature of work, COVID changed it so much. Um, definitely for the better, having that sort of connection through technology. I think that could be sort of a, a pro and a con. 
So, yeah, that's kind of one of the things, like, I found really stressful about work in my, like, stressful jobs was, like, my phone was just always going off, Mm. like, over the weekend, over, like, holidays, overnight was, like, always there. So, yeah, like, muting your phone. Um, I think in your phone you can set up, like, times where you can have, like, no notifications from certain apps. Yeah. So for me, what I did is when I had a full-time job, I had the apps on my phone. So I had like my email app and Slack and everything on my phone, but with notifications turned off. Mm. Because like when I was working nine to five, I was like almost always at my computer. So I'd see it all on there. But if I wasn't at my computer, I had the option to access it. But there's no notifications. So that was my tip is like have it on your phone because you might need to access it from your phone, but notifications off or set time limits. So like you don't get notifications before 9am, after 5pm or on weekends. Mm. Yeah, but I also do find a lot of, like, goods coming out of having stuff on my phone. Like, for example, I can go for a walk during the day and still be accessible for my co-workers. So I'm not against, like, some people don't have teams on their phone or emails. Mm. Like, I'm actually, like, and that's their balance and they're really strict on that. I don't do that because I like want to be contactable like that's another one of my values like I've said before I really value being like kind at work Mm. I also really value being reliable yeah um so like people can contact me um and I will respond to you and I don't really like if someone just sends a message asking a question and I know it off the top of my head I can like respond on my phone yeah but if it's like oh can you find this you know file for me I'm like yeah I can do that later yeah like just sort of like you know you are being paid to, you know, be there in your contracted hours. That doesn't mean you can't go for a walk. Yeah. And, like, you obviously you can, you know, take 30 minutes to respond to something. But yeah, it's fine. Like when you're Just, in, just like, say to them, yeah, I'll get back to you. I'm just out at the moment. Yeah. Well, I think it's fine. It's like when you're in office, you, like, go for a walk, get a coffee with your colleagues and stuff. So, like, you can also do that when you're at home, I feel, is also a thing. I feel like when I used to work mm. from home, I used to feel like I couldn't go out for a coffee because I'm like, oh, my God, like – what if I don't respond straight away? But I was like, no, but like if I was at the office, I'd probably go and get a coffee and like fuck around my coworkers like half an hour. So it's mm. fine. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to answer the question straight away, but you could just send like if someone messages you, you could be like, yep, I'll get back to you. Like just sort of yeah. let them know. I think that's yeah. quite good. And then I guess I'll just on that note, like try not to check your work email or comm stuff bef- like before 9am or after 5pm if you can. Obviously I know it's like not always possible, but like trying to like set that habit. Yeah, I don't. I like to yeah have finished my breakfast and you know get ready for the day before I'll check anything. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I feel like something else like there's like a few like techniques that people like use as well to like be really like focused for work and then like they're like okay like t- using time blocking or like the Pomodoro technique, which is like twenty five minutes work, five minutes break. I feel like doing that can be really good because you're like not just going to sit at your computer for, like, three hours straight, like, working. No. You're like, okay, I'm going to, like, every 20, 20, every 25 minutes, I'm at least going to, like, stand up and stretch, like, something that small, or, like, go get a glass of water, or, like, just things like that. Like, that's, like, super, like, a super small thing you can do, but, like, I think good for you. Mm. I, yeah. I need to get better at that, though, to be honest. Yeah, I'm pretty good at that. Um, yeah, I've been helping my sister with, like, her exams at the moment, mm-hmm. just mainly English. Um, yeah, and it sort of made me think, like, I, I always had quite good study habits. And I think I've kind of taken that to work mm. in a way because work's sort of like this study extension mm. rather than one big essay. You have lots of mini yeah. essays. Um, yeah, like sort of taking a break, rewarding yourself, like 
fueling, having drinks and snacks yeah, and yeah, food. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually had pretty good study habits, so I think I've kind of done that for work. Like writing things down, like if I need to, you know, a little notebook and yeah, to-do lists and stuff like that. I yeah. suppose that's more managing work. Yeah, that's a bit more like that. But, like, you know, it'll... It'll help. I feel like, yeah, getting things out of your head onto paper really helps for me. Like, yeah. sometimes in the evening, I'll be like, oh, I need to do it tomorrow for work. And if I just write it down, then it's out of my head. Don't think about it until the next day. Because I'm like, I know that I've got it written down somewhere, so my brain doesn't need to remember it. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. On Teams, you can, like, send yourself messages. Oh, yeah, I love that on Slack. I do that all the time. Well, yeah, I send myself little messages. So like, handy. If I have, like, a thought or something. <laughs> I love it. Um... Um, I feel like another really important thing for like work-life balance that I had have like as advice is take your lunch break. Don't eat your lunch at your desk while you work. No, don't. I feel like it's a really bad habit. There's a reason that you have a lunch break. It's so you can like have a little time to like refresh your brain so you're ready for the afternoon. So that's that's my advice. I feel really strongly about that. I'm like, yeah, take same. your lunch break. Yeah, you're not a hero for no, not a- taking a lunch break. Literally no one gives a shit. You're not getting paid for that. Like, okay, I get some days you might be slammed and that's your only option, but every day, no. Like, Also, you can take a break. Like, there's nothing that is going to be done quicker in 20 minutes literally, versus you not taking a 20-minute break. Like, take tw- even, like 20 minutes minimum, obviously, but, like, it depends how long you get for a lunch break, but 20 minutes is not a long enough lunch break. But, like... I don't care, like, if you're busy. Like, you've got the whole afternoon to do stuff. Take 20 minutes, sit down, like, eat your lunch, chat to your coworkers, scroll on TikTok, scroll on social media, like, whatever you want to do, go for a walk. Like, don't keep working. Yeah, I've definitely fallen into this trap of being like, I'm so busy. And I think it's, like, it's not true. It's kind of, it's either this competitive thing of, like, oh, I'm so busy, like, I can't have lunch. Mm. It's this, like, weird martyrism, which is, like, like as I said, no one but you cares. Yeah. Um, Or just this sort of, like, guilt of, like, oh, I'm so – I've got to do so much. Like, I, I can't have a lunch break. I can't afford to. And then – but that's just, like – I don't know. It's, like, anxiety, right? And it's not, like, a real voice in your head telling you that. And – like, truthfully, I've definitely had this. If I don't have a break, the quality of my work significantly declines. Yeah, because working for eight hours straight is a long time for your brain to function. Yeah, like, I'm tired, I'm going to make mistakes, I'm going to feel sick. Yeah. Like, it's actually – if the way I see it is if you actually want to do a good job at your work, then take your lunch break. Literally. That's actually the better option than burning yourself out and having – to take like if you care so much about the company and you burn yourself out and they have to pay for your sick leave yeah then that's worse in a way exactly like it's brutal but that's the truth like no one's gonna look after you except you your company does not give a shit about you they'll replace you in three seconds so take your damn lunch break yeah they will sack you for no reason exactly it happens exactly to me (laughs) honestly yeah your company doesn't give a shit about you that's all i'm gonna say you're just like a cog in their machine and like yes like i'm not saying like okay your workplace might could care about you probably cares about you I'm not saying that they don't but like they can just fire you at the drop of a hat so just take a damn lunch break Ugh, yeah i just feel very strongly about this also on that note take a day off if you need it like even if you're not physically sick 
take a mental health day if you need it. Like, if you've been, like, slammed with work recently and, like, you're just feeling exhausted, just take a day off. And, like, even prepare for it in advance. Just, like, tell your manager, be like, I need a mental health day. And, like, you know, hopefully they understand that. Yeah, because your manager will probably appreciate that more, giving them notice, than you being like, fuck, I'm so sick, I can't come in. Exactly. So, yeah. I actually feel like we should have a day off per month. Like, why don't we do that? Well, I had that at my old job. We got an one audio every month, which was great. That would be so cool. I loved it. You had to, like, bank five for Christmas or something, but it was so good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I really rated that. Um. I feel like as well on that note, like, in terms of, like, a work-life balance, take a long weekend once in a while. Like, mm. obviously not everyone can do that, but, like, even if you're just doing a little staycay, like, in your home, just take a long weekend, have a slow weekend, just, like, do things that you enjoy. Mm watch movies all weekend if that's how you feel or like do a little weekend getaway out into nature or something like that like just take one day off like I know like most people like obviously you have four weeks of leave a year but just take like one day off well it's in your contract to take it like that's another thing people who don't take leave I'm like you're not a hero I don't understand people who don't take their leave no take your leave (laughs) even if you don't do anything like you don't have to be like oh, I'm going away to this amazing vacation or I have this, like, event. Like, you can just take a day off. Again, no one gives a shit. (laughs) Like, I think that's something, like, you have to kind of – you think everyone's thinking about you and talking about you. No, they are And maybe they are, but that just means they're gossipy and sad. No, nobody's thinking – like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, nobody's thinking about you and then if they are, they need to get a life. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, take a day off. It's in your contract – to you get paid leave like take it sick leave is in your contract and if there's stuff like if the company are offering to pay for things like take it that's a side note for them like ring them dry <laughs> that's what i do i've got so much stuff paid for by companies like what i got award school paid for oh yeah my whole like work from home setup yeah. i got paid for what else like just meals and stuff mm. like if i go out to eat yeah like take what you can get like, don't be like, oh, I'm, you know, don't want, I'll feel bad. Like, no, do it. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think you can go too far. Like, I also can't stand people who are really negative about work and they're like, oh, these companies just out to get me and, yeah. you know, they're all bastards. No, and like, I'm like, oh, that's I think not true Exactly. Either. I think it's important to, like, like, like your job and where you work, but at the same time you just have to remember that, like, you don't owe your life to them. You owe them eight hours a day or whatever you're contracted for. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like also – like when you're going to interview at a, like if you're going for, if you're getting a new job and you're going to interview at a place, ask them in the interview. You know, like how they give you a chance to ask questions and like you should mm. ask questions. Ask yeah. them what their company or like business does, um, to like how they apply work life balance like values in their workplace. And like because if they if they don't have an answer, or they say like oh you know like well, I don't even know what they'd say, but you know just like I think it's like a really good question to ask and like letting them know that like from the get go they're gonna hire you that you value work life balance. I do it. I like that's what like interviews I had recently. Yeah, Not recently I guess started the year, but I was like, what's your work life balance like? Because I ain't working overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean there's some like you can kind of see like red flags and job in like descriptions and stuff. And I oh think yeah, small companies you're more likely going to come up against that sort of like hustle culture. Yeah. Like since I've gone from like agencies to like a big company. It's like when people complain about work, I'm like, you people don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But then I also, like, 
for me, that's not also the life that I want is like a cruisy, I don't know, corporate job. Like, I don't think that's yeah. what I want long term. Yeah. So, yeah, I did have one thing written down that I want to say, like, in terms of work-life balance, like, finding that balance and sort of finding, like, a life that you enjoy mm. is sort of just being really, like, intentional about your values. Um, like, if you are someone who values having a lot of time away from work, like, yeah, as you said, like, asking in job interviews, maybe asking if they'll let you do a four-day work week. Yeah. Or will they let you be fully remote? Like, if that's something that you want to have, like, a lot of spare time and not waste time commuting. Mm. Then- Post-COVID, places are much more flexible now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, that is something, like, if that's a priority, like, actually make it a priority in your mm. life. Otherwise, you're just going to feel miserable. Well, I feel like that's what I did. Like, I I didn't mind a nine-to-five, but I didn't love it. And so then I was like, I'm going to start freelancing because I want to be flexible mm. so I can do other things that I really want to do. Because, like, I was like, I want to do, like podcasting I want to do like radio stuff I want to do like all these other hobbies of mine and I've actually had the time to now that I have like a much more flexible work schedule and yeah sometimes I'm like working in like the evening but I can also take an afternoon off to do like a hobby thing so I feel like obviously like that's very like a unique situation that I'm doing freelancing so that gives me the time to do like other stuff that I love but that's the thing I decided I was like my values are at the moment that I'm 25 and I want flexibility to do other things aside from work so this is the decision I'm making so yeah very much that thing of like I like like self-reflected decided what my values were and did something to make that happen yeah yeah that's it Exactly. But yeah, on the flip side as well, like I think if you do want to be challenged and finding a workplace that will do that, like if that is a value of yours, like I want to sort of, you know, climb the career ladder Mm. or whatever, which I think I do in a way, um, yeah, as in I need to be like intentional about that. Yeah. That's something I'm struggling with at work at the moment is that it's not challenging me Mm. and it is a bit like I am a bit pissed off about it. Yeah. But then it's good because you've done stuff like outside that like getting these freelancing gigs to help, like, stimulate you, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. So if work's not giving me that, then I've found it elsewhere. Yeah. So that's part of the whole life balance too. Yeah. Well, because I feel like freelance, like for freelancing for you is more of, like, a you want to do it to, like, is it for an enjoyment thing? Like, you want it to get stimulated? Like, you don't really care about the money that much. No, no. Well, I love writing. Like, I love to write. Exactly. So, like, for you, that is, like, yeah, doing something, like, outside of work hours that is enjoyable for you. So I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, I just had another thought then mm. about sort of like the life part um, is, yeah, like just say if you are struggling to find times in your life to kind of do these other things, um, like uh, what do you call it, like outsourcing, I suppose. Like maybe if work is in a really busy period, just like get Uber Eats, like mm. don't feel guilty. Um, I think I'm going to like get a cleaner in at one point to help with my house mm. because my house is really messy. And I yeah. just don't want to clean. <laughs> and, like, I guess that is, like, a privilege I, like, can afford to pay a cleaner. Mm. I just really don't want to. I'd rather spend my time doing other things. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know, literally anything else. <laughs> yeah. So I'm considering getting, like, I don't know, hiring a cleaner, like, once a month or every couple months or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I think that kind of helps with, like, the life balances. Can something be outsourced? Mm. Like, cooking, cleaning, oh, I don't know. Maybe, like, if you're planning a holiday, can someone else plan it? Yeah. Maybe just kind of, like, delegating in mm. your life what you can so yeah. you can spend time on the things that you enjoy. Like, yeah. Well, I think that's the thing as well, like, doing in terms of, like, doing the things that you enjoy. Also, like, spending time trying new things to figure out what you do enjoy. Like, if you don't, yeah. like, really have any hobbies or anything, trying new things and going outside your comfort zone to, like, figure out what you do like. Because I feel like your 20s is, like, the best time 
to do that. And, like, that's also the thing. I think, like, nobody is thinking that hard about, like, what you do. So, like, obviously we are doing this podcast as a hobby and, like, it's really fun. But, like, yeah, we're just, like, we're just trying to, like, not to overthink it too much because we're, like, we're just here having fun. It's not too serious. Um, We're just doing it as, like, a fun outside of work thing, you know? And, like, just find it, like... Try new things, honestly, in your 20s. I think it's the best way to go. Like, try new hobbies, try new sport, try new craft. Just try new things. Yeah, and this is still, like, the podcast is still, I think, intellectually stimulating for us. Like, you got to think of, like, a topic. Oh, yeah. No, but I feel like lots of hobbies can be, like, yeah, intellectually yeah, stimulating. But yeah. they also don't have – your hobbies don't – I think, preface that, your hobbies don't have to be intellectually stimulating, but <laughs> – I think some of – like, you can have, like, a mix of hobbies. Oh, yeah. Like, I play, like, video games and some of them aren't – like, it's just – yeah you know, something to kind of distract myself yeah. or like watching a comedy show or something is not really into, like I'm not challenging myself, yeah. my intellect in any way. I'm not growing my intellect. I'm just yeah. playing a silly game yeah. or watching a silly show. So, but yeah, I think it's like having, a, if, you, if you can kind of have more time away from work than you can afford to have challenges elsewhere yeah whereas like when I was in those really stressed times it was like literally the only thing I could do was like eat and sleep yeah so yeah exactly all right wrapping up the podcast with our recommendations to distract from our quarter life crisis Rach what are your recs this week yeah so because it's our podcast we can talk about what we want <laughs> um I want to recommend no rules <laughs> yeah I want to recommend a makeup product. Ooh, okay. I love it. We haven't had a makeup rec on there before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like when people recommend makeup and yeah. like beauty products and stuff and it's sort of like a source you can trust. So I bought the Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a kind of highlighter, really, really light foundation. So I don't like foundation. Like mm-hmm. I don't like how it feels. I don't think I look good in it. Um, I much prefer like almost like the natural tone of my skin. Yeah. Rather than having found like foundation, I just don't like wearing a lot of makeup, foundation, cakey stuff. Um, but like I don't know, I like to do my makeup sometimes and like feel a little pretty and but yeah, so the Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter, it's like this kind of highlighter cream and I've sort of just been putting it like on my cheekbones, on my chin, sort of up my nose to the top of my forehead. Not top, maybe just like just between my eyebrows. And it just kinda highlights those areas and it looks really pretty. It's like kind of a natural glow to like your natural skin. Um, yeah, it's kind of expensive, but like there's a lot in the jar mm. and yeah, it's hard to get like a highlighter for like pale skin. So yeah. Cause I also don't wear foundation, but mostly because my skin is so pale. And then, so when I cover up my freckles with foundation, I just look really pale and like a, I look like a ghost. So I just don't <laughs> wear it. Maybe I should try this one though. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I've also been using the Mecca contour stick. Have you got that? <gasps> yes, I love those. The contour, the, the stick blush, and the stick highlighter. I love them. Oh, I don't have the other ones, but the like I'm contour obsessed. stick is quite good for pale skin. I love it. I'm obsessed. I've actually, I've like gotten into makeup like in the last couple of years, and I'm, I'm obsessed with the stick. The sticks are my favorite things I own. Yeah, that's because it's so hard to find a bronzer for pale skin because I've like, yeah, we used to wear bronzers and they would just like look like poo on my face, you know. It was <laughs> not it, but yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Um, in terms of I don't know content recommendations, I've been binge watching Utopia, which I'm sure oh, everyone knows. Great show. If you don't, it's on Netflix at the moment, and it's like pretty much what we've been talking about today of these like work bullshit. Like they work for like a government body, and it's just all these like absurd scenarios, mm. and it's so funny because sometimes that happens at my work, like. 
just the stupidest shit happens. Like, yeah, like my work, I'm currently in a bit of a problem where everyone keeps telling me I'm too busy. (laughs) I'm just not. And other people are saying that I'm too busy to do things. It's very Utopia vibes. Yeah. And then we like move to this new software that no one can use. (laughs) And it just feels really Utopia. So Utopia coded. Oh, yeah. So if you work for like a fucking silly, stupid corporation, then. Well, yeah. um, someone was saying, you know, how Victoria cancelled the Commonwealth Games recently. Someone was saying yeah. they should make a Utopia episode about that. The government would be like, yeah, 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 we can host the Commonwealth Games. And they'd be like, oh, nah, fuck, budget blew out. Nah, cancel it, cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> like, perfect Utopia vibes. Yeah. Another show I started watching was, um, so I've always wanted to, like, get into, like, K-dramas and stuff. Yeah. And I haven't found, like, a good one, but I've seen this one recommended, Crash Landing on You, um, and it's, it's so silly. <laughs> so the premise is it's, like, a, there's a lady in South Korea. She's, like, a rich kind of, like, Nepo baby, mm-hmm. like, influencer yeah. business owner type, like, super, like, influencer, like, girly, yeah. useless, you know. And she's, like, launching this product or something. For some reason, she has to go in a um, parachute to, like, test... I think it's like a jumpsuit that she's selling. And (laughs) the parachute gets caught in a tornado and then she lands in North Korea. (laughs) What the fuck? This North Korean soldier finds her and, of course, they lock eyes. Oh, my God. K-dramas are so funny because it's like a freeze frame and there'll be sparkles on the screen when they're looking at each other. (laughs) This sounds amazing. It's like those like One Direction fan fictions that are like Harry Styles kidnaps me or whatever. (laughs) Like, oh my God, I land in North Korea and see this handsome soldier. But it's like just super fluffy and yeah, I'm kind of enjoying it. It's kind of like, I guess it's got the whole North Korea thing. It's a bit political, but yeah, I've watched two episodes, but I'm going to continue. So if you want to try to get into K-dramas as well and you don't know much about them, yeah, check out this one. Okay. Oh my God, that sounds... I'm gonna watch that. It's so silly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, my Rex of the Week. Um I got some basic recommendations <laughs> for you <laughs> incoming. Uh so I'm gonna t- recommend that everyone watches the Barbie movie. <laughs> Sorry. Have you heard of this movie? Have you heard of this movie? It's like pretty like indie. Uh <laughs> it was low marketing. Yeah, budget. I went and saw it at like a indie theatre, Cinema Nova. Uh, <laughs> um but like obviously it's everywhere but if you haven't seen it go see it it's really good um that's all i'm going to say on it because everyone knows about it but we we saw it it was really fun i really enjoyed it i'm gonna go see it again next week with my sister oh cute yeah i'm like i just want to say is it your again. dad coming as well no not this time <laughs> um but okay so yeah obviously barbie movie everyone knows about that um but also i want to recommend this barbie the soundtrack like the soundtrack from the barbie movie mm. great songs on there um a really good one to work to for motivation is the charlie xcx one so good it's like speed drive yeah, it's so good. Anyway, it's just like a bad story. Did we like sing on the podcast? Ew. Are you going to keep that in? No. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> just, um, no. Anyway, so yeah, just a great soundtrack. I really like it. Um, and then my other recommendation is to watch the Women's World Cup. Um, yeah, I know I keep banging on about the Women's World Cup in the last couple of episodes, but I'm really into it. And they're great games. Like I've never really been into soccer before, but I'm really into it. I'm like understanding like all like the whole ladder thing and like if who beats who what that means and rah 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 and like I really like know all the people on the Matildas team quite well now and like oh my god all the 
there's so much drama in like in between the teams for all the teams is like because like a lot of them have like dated dated oh my god the drama oh it's so good anyway i'm just like obsessed so anyway get into like the world cup like universe it's great (laughs) that's my recommendation (laughs) anyway i feel like yeah i've never watched so much live sport in my life so i went and saw two afl game afl games last weekend and then i've been watching a lot of soccer so i'm like oh my god who is she <laughs> like not sporty at all i was like mm, yeah can i audition i already said that in the podcast you already made that Shut up, ruby anyway so yeah that's my recommendation anyway i think that's all we've got for you this week um we're gonna leave you on the note of uh remember to take your lunch break yes if you're listening to this i hope you had a lunch break today yes hope you had a good day all right bye bye We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We want to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.